Hello, and welcome to the Love Lanyado Astrology Podcast. My name is Jessica Lanyado. In 2008, I was a regular guest on the Diana Kate Show, broadcast out of New York on Sirius Satellite Radio. Each episode, I would answer callers' questions live on air and chat with Diana about some astrological topic. While that show has ended, I'm excited to offer podcasts of my appearances on the show for your listening enjoyment. If you like what you hear and you want to know more, send me an email at lovelanyado at hotmail.com. That's love, L-A-N-Y-A-D-O-O at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. My guest is Jessica Lanyado. Hi, Jessica Lanyado. Christian. Can you hear me? Now I can. Sorry, in, our intern's running the board. What's that? Our intern is. So good. I know our intern's running the board, so there's some errors. <laughs> what you say when you say errors are magical mistakes. Magic. No, it's beautiful. He's doing a wonderful job. He's like he's so in control. He is in control of this shit. And he has a lovely phone manner. He does have a. He's a. He's a lovely person overall. I have to say. I could tell. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, um, we talked. You and I talked earlier this week. One of the things that you and I talked about this week was queerness and astrology. So interesting. Yeah, super interesting, actually. I think so. And so, um, and we were going to talk about that a little bit, and I was actually, I've been thinking about it all week, how all of this stuff, one of the things that, for me, over the years, it's been so nice, is I can talk to you, and you get the genders in my life. You get that my Kate is a guy. Right. Like, that's not something you struggle with. No. Yeah, exactly. Well, you've you've probably <laughs> struggled with that in a different way. <laughs> so, I yeah. So that's not something you struggle with. The gender of my partner, you can see my partner as a guy, and so it's. But also as a queer, I mean, you you get that, and so it's like not something I have to explain. It's not something that, and for me as a queer woman, that's so important because when I'm getting this personal, rather therapeutic information from you, I don't want to have to break down my very very specific queer life. To make it make sense. Yeah. It tends to be a drag when you feel vulnerable and you want to talk to somebody about that, but you feel like you have to contextualize everything. It, it's very interesting. You know, I, 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 I am really fascinated by culture and gender and sexuality and how they kind of so consistently, there's so much interplay between all those things. And, um, you know, when I work, I work with a lot of straight people. I work with a lot of gay people. I work with a lot of people who cannot be defined by either of those labels. And um, I, I definitely have found with people who are straight and who are kind of gender normative, boys that are boys and girls that are girls, that, you know, gay speak around sex and gender is really helpful because for a lot of straight folks, they don't have language to express she's a top. He's a bottom, right? Right, right? Whereas in gay speak, that's a you know, it's kind of a commonality. It's how we talk. It's and it's also because you know, I think we've had to really, we have to kind of create our own railroad track to put the caboose on. Whereas when you're straight, it's kind of like you know, having a, a caboose on a track, so you kind of know what to expect from the boy-girl dynamic and the trajectory of how relationships supposed to go. Whereas with gays, a lot of times we have to kind of innovate it. We don't have a lot of models to base it on. Mm. So I think we create our own language and, and we kind of, we have more discourse in a particular way, or we can anyways. Um, and it's something very interesting with astrology to see like, how is that? Why is that? And, you know, I, I, I find it really interesting because, you know, before I meet somebody, um, 
I'm looking at their chart generally. And I'd love to look at, like, well, what is their gender expression? Right. I remember one of the first things you did when you looked at Kate's chart was you said, oh, your partner is extremely masculine. Yes. And, I mean, you know, and she is. I mean, that's the thing is it's like it's all over her chart. Like I can just tell by, I mean, she's an Aries. Right. You can't get more masculine than an Aries for crying out loud. True that, although there are plenty of very feminine Aries people, Mm -hmm. both, you know, male-born and female-born people that are totally feminine and Aries. So it's got to be more than that, right? Right. It's got to be more than that. And I wouldn't want to, you know, talk about, Kate's chart specifically. No, we don't, we don't have to. Because that's maybe the, there's lacking in ethics there. But, but I, 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 I expose Kate enough. <laughs> I, I would imagine, yes. Poor um, Kate. She has no choice in the matter. Well, I'm, I'm sure that you find ways to make it up to her. I, I do my best. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, okay, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. But uh, the, the truth is, is this is all very accurate. And yes, using the language of queerness, really using the language of queerness outside of a queer realm, no matter what it is, it doesn't matter if we're talking to an astrologer, an intuitive, as, as you, you know, such as yourself or anything else. It's very difficult to translate. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to talk about, you know, when you're, when, you know, uh, you you and I being in the lesbian lifestyle, um, it can be hard to talk about, you know, when we're talking about boys, we're often not talking about <laughs> biologically born. No, I know. Boys. We almost never yeah, are, right? It's well, like, well, I'm afraid so. We say boys, <laughs> and by boys we mean girls. And when we right. say boys, boys, we usually say bio boys. Right, right. I mean, I think that's pretty normal. From At this point in my life, that has become completely normal. If I'm talking about a biological male I will say a bio boy because I pretty much call a lot of the people in my life who are masculine I call them boys because that's what they want to be called yeah and it's also speaking to something a little bit more specific than the physical body eh and I think I think that's a lot of what astrology and other forms of divination can really speak to is the internal condition as opposed to just the external condition. So, you know, if I was born a brunette and I dye my hair blonde all the time, which, by the way, I don't, but um, if I did, you would probably, by and large, refer to me as a blonde. Right. And when there were blonde jokes and I was in the room, you'd probably include me as part of those jokes. Right. Um, Whereas with things, you know, kind of deeper like gender, um, we, we don't really do that as a society. But, you know, in our kind of subcultures, I think we do a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, when, when, you know, we're talking about boys, we're talking about their internal world. Right. And yes. their internal makings. So do you think that, so now does, does astrology, does a person's astrological profile, does their chart reflect gender? Yes. Very strongly. Interesting. It does. I mean, it reflects gender. It reflects culture. Um, I mean, you can see immigration patterns through a person's birth chart if you're looking for it. What does that mean? Um, Generally, when I'm looking at a person's birth chart, I can tell whether they were raised from immigrants, because here we are in the melting pot, or if their parents were raised by immigrants, if they're, you know, second, third, fourth generation from a different culture. Um, And that's not because of, you know, that's not because they took a plane or a boat. It's because um, the strengths and the values of, uh, the the values of, of other cultures influence family life, right? So in America, we have American dreams and American culture, but we're a melting pot full of lots of different cultures, right? Mm-hmm. And so the way that those things kind of um, make up a childhood and a life or a community have a lot to do with how we experience and express our gender. 
mm-hmm. how we hide mm-hmm. and compensate for our gender as well as our sexuality. Mm-hmm. And so through the chart, yes, you can see all of those things. Um, you know, generally through astrology, I can see somebody who's high femme in gay speak, which is to say has really strong feminine energy and is aggressive with it as opposed to passive with it. That's kind of how I understand high femme gender. Yeah. As opposed to a feminine person who might be a lot more passive. Oh, my God. This is so interesting. I never thought about it in that way before. Yeah, I kind of think as, as high femme energy as being really actually quite, quote, male, even though the, the physical packaging is hyper feminine, it's generally with somebody who's got great cojones. Yeah, I would say that it's a very aggressive gender. Yeah. It's a very constructed, very well put together, very thought out, very aggressive gender. Yeah. And it Tends is, yeah, and the thing is, is a high femme is chasing butches. Right. Often, although not always. True. They could chase other high femmes, although my experience of high femme has been that you're going to go for extreme genders. Extreme, extreme genders, yeah, generally, yeah. So it's other, other high femmes or butches, absolutely. Yeah. And there is an aggressive, I think there's a very, because especially, and, and Jessica, you, you and I both date butches. And I think that there's, I think it's fair to say that uh, for a femme, you kind of know that a butch is, she may seem aggressive on the outside and she, but at the same time, there's a, she kind of needs the, the, femmes usually take the lead. Uh, the complexity and contradictions, I really appreciate. It's true. Yeah. And, and so when we're talking about, you know, male-female in the more kind of heteronormative or classic way, are we talking about feminine as weak, docile, passive, and male as aggressive, um, hunter, you know, kind of like making things happen and having very little emotional vulnerability? I think that that's kind of the, those are the stereotypes, you know, the, the gross form of them. And they do great injustice to most men as well as most women. Mm. And, you know, so when we look at like, okay, why is it that the high femme and, and the butch, you know, the high femme tends to be more kind of aggressive, classically male, and the butch, who we agree has male energy, male representation, male identification often, um, has a lot of those feminine qualities of being really emotionally affected and having a strong sense of their own vulnerability, right? Right. And I think that the thing about queer gender, which is why we call it queer, right? Right. Um, is that it, it is more complicated, and there's there's more of a a presentation, like a, a clear presentation of the complexities of gender. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So no, absolutely. So in astrology, there's a planet called Uranus, and Uranus governs, it's, it's the ruling planet of Aquarius. It governs individuality, eccentricity, subcultures in general, um, and often Uranus, I find, to be um, in the, you know, strong Uranus aspects to Mars or Venus, the sexuality and the gender planet. Um, they bring up queerness. Now, not everybody who has those in their chart is queer. And not every queer person or gay person has that in their chart, of course. Right. Um, but I've seen a large number of gay or queer people who have that stuff in their chart. And it's because, from my perspective, Uranus, art, Uranus in astrology articulates the need to kind of really stand out and be yourself, to be yourself as an individual. And even if you kind of 
if part of you wants to conform and wants to be normal or just doesn't want to make waves, the rest of you is like, but this is what I am. So mm. it's interesting because, you know, when we talk about all this gender stuff, it's generally, you know, the whole process of, quote, coming out, it's generally hard for us, right? right. not something that most people would choose to sign up for. And right. it's because we have to kind of come out to our smallest community and then the community at large um, as different, which is Uranus. Uranus hmm. governs being different. Really? Yes. And, of course, the planet Uranus is in every single person's chart. So every single one of us feels different in some ways on some levels. Um, and some of us really are like, fuck it. I'm different. Here it is. Right. Some of us go out of our way to be different. And then a lot of us try to be different only at home and in private. Do you know what I mean? When we're Just when we're alone. When we're alone or in private. A lot of people are gay that aren't living gay lifestyles. Right. A lot of people are gay that live gay lifestyles in, in quieter ways. A lot of people have kind of deviant genders that don't externally express that whether they're gay or straight. Right. And I think that that has a lot to do with, you know, from my perspective as an astrologer, with the whole of the chart. Like, how comfortable are you with standing out, you know? Right, 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 right. Some of us more than others, and some of us just, you know, we come to it later. Right. Or we don't want to come to it. (laughs) And it's all valid. It's just about, you know, personal choice, I think, you know. Yeah, interesting. I don't think I... I always learn so many new things from you. Um... Because I just remember when I first looked at my guy's chart, the minute I met her, of course, because I always do that, I'm like, I have to look at your chart before I can even continue communicating with you. <laughs> the only, I, I remember looking, I was like, oh, she thought she was a Pisces. She told me she was a Pisces. And I was like, oh, God, you're not a Pisces, you're an Aries. And then there was all this other stuff, and I just remember looking at it, and it felt very heavily gendered to me, even as far as, like, the Mars and Venus and Taurus. And I was like, wow, you know this is a guy like she is such a guy and it was funny how much that spoke to me and I guess the way you're saying it now and the way you're sort of reading I don't know sort of reading this as gender that maybe somebody isn't even expressing is kind of so fascinating yeah it's it's you know there's so many people who are who are straight but their genders don't necessarily read as straight right right I mean the thing about gender is that it is separate from sexuality often you know with a Nelly fag or a butch lesbian, it doesn't look like it reads as separate. But they are different things, gender and sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's such an interesting thing that some people can repress it or not express it, and other people just can't. Yeah. And, you know, different planets will, in, in astrology, express, you know, the different facets of us. So, you know, with astrology, gender is found with the planet Venus. Venus also governs diplomacy, the need to make everything okay, (laughs) and it governs our personal finances, our money. It governs our value systems. So it's so interesting to find all of those things from the one planet. Yeah. And and this is where, you know, you want to, I mean, this is where, you know, as an astrologer, of course I want to say it's nice to have a skilled astrologer to talk to before going too crazy reading people's charts because there is so much complexity and it does take some fine-tuning to to read all this stuff. oh god are you kidding i make myself crazy with this stuff well this i, I think you're not alone with no this is why i come to you and then i do all the things you tell me not to do 
Oh, well, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. And you say, <laughs> don't research this transit because you'll just confuse yourself. And I immediately get on Google. You cannot help yourself. I can't. I can't. If you tell me not to do it, I do it immediately. <laughs> Actually, the last time you said not to do that, I waited a week and then I started researching it. Well, that's good. You <clears throat> waited a week. And how did it make you feel when you started researching it? Uh, more confused. More confused, huh? Yeah. I wouldn't have seen that coming, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it made me sick. I made myself sick. I looked I, at it. Yeah, I'm OCD. It's funny. I went to dinner tonight uh, with my my... My celesbian optometrist, we were talking about this during the first hour. My my celesbian optometrist, she's the optometrist to all the lesbians in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And so that's why, you know. And she and I were at dinner, and then at over dinner, by, she said to me, by the way, you know you're OCD. And I was like, I have a diagnosis. It's written in a chart. <laughs> you <laughs> don't need all, to yes, tell me I that. Know. Yes. So I, I, I did. I researched all the Pluto versus... I don't even know. And yeah, I, you, yeah, you I, went there. Yeah, I did. In a very OCD manner, and I actually felt like I had binged yes. on like I don't know Doritos or something it yes. was disgusting terrible well you know it's it's such a it's such a complicated thing you know reading part of the reason why I told you not to read those things is because you know every astrologer is going to interpret and share information through their own veil right through mm-hmm. the veil of their personalities their experiences their values which may be you know, religious, they may be cultural, they just may be very intellectual, you know, it could be millions, just millions of different things. And so when you're reading about, for instance, Neptune opposite the Ascendant, which is the big one I told you not to read about, which I'm sure gave you Because that's the one that's mine, right? You're going through that, yeah. 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 And I said, don't don't read about that. You just go freak yourself out. Right. Um, because most people who are writing about it are not really writing about it thinking like, okay, well, I, I mean, I don't want to say what other astrologers are thinking about because, you know, there's so many million, amazing astrologers out there writing amazing things that are great for people to read. But I think that it can be quite dangerous to try to diagnose yourself because you're reading about one thing that's happening to you when there's probably dozens of things happening to you. Right. And it, there's this whole thing about synthesis, which is why reading about astrology, like, you know, what your sun is or, or what one transit is, without the synthesis of, like, who are you? You know, how are you inclined to handle things? Um, you know, without all that context, it's kind of, it becomes very hard to interpret. Yeah, absolutely. It becomes really hard to interpret. So this is why a lot of people spin out on the Internet, reading and reading and reading and reading, reading about themselves. And what happens is you kind of pile information on top of information on top of information without emotionally assimilating it to say, is this right for me? Does this feel right? Or am I scared that it's right? You no, know, I know. This whole Neptune opposite ascendant thing is freaking me out. Well, this is why a person might advise you not to read about it. I, but the, the truth is it is freaky. It is freaky. And so much of what so many of us read on the internet, whether it's about astrology or cancer or anything else, you know, um, it, it is freaky. And that's why, you know, we have doctors for the body and astrologers for astrology, because it's, it's hard to make sense of things. And I, you know, I, I really like to warn people, and I'm so excited that I get to say this, maybe a lot of people are hearing it, um, that, you know, compulsively reading about ourselves through astrology, I think kind of it doesn't help to read something, just one thing, and then sit with it. Doesn't help. No, sitting with it does help. Reading oh. one thing, and then reading another thing, and then reading another thing, that's what doesn't help. Right. Because we have to use discretion always, right? We have to use discretion about, is this information accurate? Is the way the writer 
is describing the information feel right for me? So that comes back to queer stuff, right? Right. Um, you know, there might be a transit that somebody's going through that's really, quote, bad for relationships. But if you're into polyamory, it might be perfect for relationships. Oh, right. Of course. See what I'm saying? Like so my terrible transit might be perfect for being a doormat. Well, well okay. It is completely perfect. It is, it is the A number one transit for, for being, being a submissive. Absolutely. It is. Now, what, what? It is absolutely a bottom. Trait. Wait, I got. Oh, Jessica! Okay, well, I'm going to stab myself. And you know what else? You have two lovely callers from Canada calling you. Two callers from Canada? Guys, I love you. We, we actually have a bunch of callers, but two are from Canada, and I feel like I'm hogging, and I love what we're talking about with the queerness, but I feel like we got some Canadians on the you're, line. You're not supposed to bogart the Jessica, as I believe I know. Well, they said. heard your call. You sent out the moose call. <laughs> the moose call. You know, Canadians everywhere are mad at you for saying that, I and know. I am with them. I Good. Be mad we at me. We are mad. I had a Canadian call. boyfriend, and... You know, I got to make plenty of moose jokes at her expense, and she told me how much everybody in Canada hates the U.S. And I really don't blame them, but just fair. The moose, but wait, wait, wait. Before we go to the calls, where exactly is the moose in your vision of Canada? I feel like there's moose all over. I feel, you know what? I feel like I feel like Americans need to actually cross the golden border. Hey, I've been to Toronto. That's good. And were there many moose there? No. Oh, really? <laughs> That's really shocking. I'm sure all of your Canadian listeners are just shocked that there were no moose in Toronto. <laughs> I, I mean, we usually keep moose in the center of the city of Toronto, <laughs> do we not, Canadians? This okay. is a warning, Let's people. Don't, to you all. don't make your astrologer mad. Don't make the Canadian mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's talk to some other Canadians. Ball. They can be equally mad at me. Well, let's let's bring them on and see what they have to say. I don't <laughs> want to be schooling you on my own. <laughs> Mike in Alberta, you're on the Diana Cade Show with Jessica Lignato and no mooses. Hi, Diana. How you doing? Good. Good. It's Mike here. Enjoying your show. Thank you. As far as the moose are concerned, uh, I hit one there about three years ago. Oh, with, with that, must have been, that must have been ugly. Yeah, that was about a 1,400-pound moose and about $16,000 later. So oh, up here. oh, messy, yucky. Yeah, they're up here. Hi, Jessica. How are Hi, you? Hi, how are you? <laughs> and Mike, yes, and you have two Canadians, like I said, on the line. So you can give me hell about the moose. Yeah, my French isn't the best, but Jessica, bonjour, ça va? Ah oui, et toi? Ah, oui. <laughs> yeah. I've been I've been to Montreal many times, but I haven't learned the language all that well, eh? Well, it's a great, great city. Oh, it's beautiful. beautiful. And the moose. Um, you know, they're really culturally diverse moose. <laughs> okay, you guys, I'll never say it again. No, no, really, the moose, there were berets. I will n- <laughs> Okay, wow, did I, I hit a sore spot. I will never say it again. Never go. again will I say oh, yeah. it. Oh, wait, Jessica. Cross my heart. What I wanted to ask you, okay, um, you made a statement earlier, if your astrological chart reflects your gender, right? Yes. Um, see, I have been struggling with my with my sexuality for 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 as long as I can remember. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if you can maybe give me some insight on this. So I would love to try. Need, what do you need from me right now? Year of birth and then month and day. Uh, 25th of July, 61. I'm a Leo. 61. Okay. And this is always easier with the whole chart, but we're gonna do it as much as we can. I'm sorry. You said 25th of July. Yeah. 25th of July. Okay, let's see, Uranus. Okay, well, um, 
Well, now I'm going to say this. And that's Leo, and that's, you know, not looking at your whole chart, um, I I would definitely, I can definitely see why you've been struggling with it. Okay. Um, have you been with both women and men, or just women? Both. Both. And it both have worked, eh? And then both have not worked? Yes. Both. Um, when I... When I look at what I'm seeing here, I see two things worth mentioning. One is that it looks to me like you are queer. Um, it looks, your chart looks, and again, I'm not looking at the whole chart, but it does look like you're probably bisexual, like you could fall in love with a person. Yes. Um, and, and that kind of comes before the gender piece. Yes. Um, but you also have um, in your birth chart a Neptune square to your sun, which can create dysphoria so a sense of like wherever you are just feels like it's off like there's somewhere else that might be better or more accurate you hit it right on the nose yeah Yeah. and it it, to me this looks more like an identity issue than something that you'll work out or solve through your sexuality or your gender specifically my sense is in terms of looking at dating stuff Whoever you date needs to have a bit of a queer mentality, needs to be open to play with gender and sexuality stuff, and okay. needs to be open to the fact that I think you need to have a rich, your rich fantasy life integrated into your relationships. Does that make boy, sense? Boy, you hit it right on the nose. That's bullseye. Thanks. That's really what I like to do. I'm not going to lie to you about it. Boy, um, boy. Yeah. And, and she's and amazing. So I, well, I like I like amazing too. You guys keep it going because Canadians we have egos too, not just Americans. Um, but I'm gonna but, get but this for the rest of the know, night. You make one little faux pas. It's never going away. Um, <laughs> so I think really, yeah, integrating integrating um, as much fantasy. She's cracking up back there. Do you hear her? I do. Yes, I do. She, she set herself up for it, and now she's paying the piper. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think, I think you know, what I want to really say is, you know, whatever shame you have around, you may have, or, or whatever hesitancy you may have around the fantasy part, I want to yeah. just fuck it, you know, integrate it in, don't worry about it, the right person for you is going to like that, and is going to play. And, you know, there you, if you can go. bring it to a place of play, you're going to get a lot out of it, and it won't matter if it's a he or she, ultimately. My, okay. I hope yeah. that helps you. Thank you so much for calling. I really yeah. appreciate your calling. Yeah, listen, um, are you going to be giving out your number for personal readings? Yeah. Absolutely. Give you it out right now. Yeah. Okay. You can check out my website at www.lovelenyado, and it's L-A-N-Y-A-D-O-O.com. And my uh, email address is the same. It's lovelenyado at hotmail.com. Okay, and, listen, it's been a pleasure talking with you, pleasure okay? Pleasure talking with you, too. Have a great night. Okay. Bye, Mike. Bye-bye. Bye. Do you want to give out the phone number as well? What's that? You want to give out the phone number? Yes. Yes. People can call. Um, my work line is 415-336-8354. If you're calling out of state or if you call from Canada, you might want to email me. And, again, it's at www. Oh, no, my, my website is www.lovelenyato.com. My email is lovelenyato at hotmail. Dot com and my last name's L A N Y A D O O. Okay, now I just realized. Oh Jesus Christ! We're at the top of the hour. Okay, let's get. Let's try and talk to. Here's another one of your fellow Canadians, Kristen in Alberta. You're on the line with Jessica Lemniato. 
Hi, Diana. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Hi. Kristen. I'm so glad that you're going to be on every week. I'm so excited for that. Oh, I'm so glad to hear it. Thanks. I'm going to try and make this quick, not to rush you around, but um, I re- I'm a small-town girl, and I recently moved to what I call Big City and changed my whole career. I went from waitress to truck driver. Wow. And that was about 10 months ago I did that. But now I'm starting to feel that it might not have been the right I, – I love what I'm doing, but it might not have been the right move at the right time. Can you yeah. maybe give some – background on that or some updates? Sure, sure. Give me your year and date of birth. Uh, 1974, July 28th. Okay, hold on there. July 28th. Okay, Leo. Um, let's see. Um, um, yeah, okay. Um, I, I, you are going through some transits where, okay, it looks like what compelled you to make this move, it looks like it was a little bit sudden and it just felt, it was like a gambler's move, it looks like. It looks like it it was a gamble and it felt right and you went with it. And I, it, it doesn't... It was totally sudden. <laughs> was that? Totally sudden. Totally. It looks very abrupt. It looks, it was like, again, like a gambler's move. There's no other way I can put it. Um, does it look like the wrong thing? I would say no. The problem is is that it it's too much of the right thing. So it looks like you went from being really localized and being able to like connect to people consistently to the complete opposite. And so if there's any way you could do half time half time, you know, driving and then half time, I don't know how, you know, your industry works, half time driving and then half time in a more kind of a stabilized environment. I think that would be fabulous for you well it's got a pretty stable schedule at the moment and i'm not like i'm not on the road every night type thing um but yeah it, it seems to be that i'm not i mean i moved to the to the town like 10 months ago like i said but i i've met like two people right that's the, that's the problem i mean it's, it looks like a great job for you it looks like it was a good move the problem is it looks like instead of edging in that direction, you know, you just ran and brought all your stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. you, you hitched up the U-Haul with the car, with the job, basically, um, instead of dating it for a while. And so what, what I would encourage you to do is just, if you can't do it, uh, again, you know, really suddenly and just, like, kind of cut your hours in half, maybe make a plan for yourself to cut, to cut back your hours so that you can actually live in the town you're in. Mm-hmm. Instead of just working all the time, that's a good that, idea. That's the best advice I can I can give you. Just you know, from what I'm looking at here. So, so far, it, it, it looks all right. That well, Kristen, yeah, it looks like a great job. It just looks like too much. You yeah. know what I mean? It's taking away from too much. Kristen, yeah. thank you so much for calling. I hope that's helpful for you. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you later. Call us back next week. We'll be Jessica's gonna be back next thank week. You. And have a good night. Okay. Yeah, you too. Take care. Bye. Chris in Maryland, you're on the Diana Cade Show with Jessica Lignato. Yes, hi. How are hi. you? Yeah, I just had a quick question. that You guys were talking about, like, um, astrology and everything, and, Diane, you were actually talking every time you have a relationship, whatever, you look at their astrology or their sign or whatever. Yeah, I do, I do. Well, their whole yeah. chart. I look at the whole chart, although I'm not that good at it, so sometimes I just confuse myself. But usually well, I, I talk to Jessica. If I get seriously involved with someone, I yeah. go to Jessica. I've thought about doing that before, and I've actually never did it 
but I wanted to do it before. But, I mean, it seems like every relationship I've gotten into the past 10 years have been just a complete mess up pretty much. Mm. And um, I just wanted to see if maybe she could, like, look at my son and maybe see what's going on. You know what I mean? I'm in a relationship now. It's been it for four years now. But it just seems like it. It's just been going completely down. I mean, we love each other and everything, but it just seems like it's been nothing but one thing after another, I guess you could say. What year were you born? I get that. (laughs) It it was um, November 9th, 1981. Okay, 81 and November 9th. Yes. Okay. Okay, so how old are you now? I am 26. Okay, so... I want to just say, you know, for a little perspective, forgive me, I'm a Capricorn, so I'm always thinking about age. You know, you know, you're right. you're doing all right. You're still really young. So if you're past yeah. ten years of dating, you're talking about since sixteen, right? Yeah. So, I, well, I moved out when I was sixteen, so and the okay. start of my first relationship. I see what you're saying. Okay. So just you know, you know, first of all, I mean. Uh, most of us fuck up most things in our twenties. I think it's just right. par for the course. So you know, yeah. put yourself some slots just just before I even look at anything astrologically. Um, right. Now that being said, let's see what we got here. Um, sorry, it just takes a second sometimes. That's good. Okay. Yeah, it looks like. Okay, what I can speak to is what goes on from your end. Right. It looks like. You have a hard time with confrontation, Big but time, yeah. You, yeah, but you really do need to talk about things. I think right. for you, it's very important to have a balance in your love relationships between talking about things in a practical way, but not just talking about them and talking about them and talking about them, because you can over-process or under-process, it looks like. It looks like you kind of find, find a way with your partner to figure out, okay, when are we over-talking an issue? When are we just fucking getting at each other? Right. Um, versus what needs to be talked about. Um, I, I overdo it. Yeah. it. It looks like you're a little inclined to, and it looks like part of that is because you, you hold back and you don't want to bring things up and you don't want to, there to be discord, and so you wait, and you wait until it's kind of too hot for you to hold, and then you kind of throw right. it at the other person. Um, right. and I'm Ooh, sure you, I know that. Well, it's not an uncommon thing. This is being signified by um, a Pluto-Jupiter-Mercury um, conjunction um, right. in Libra, just for those who are, who are listening astrologically. Right. Um, and so, you know, and I'm sure your partner has their own piece to it, eh? But the yeah. the... For, for what you can affect, you know, we can only change ourselves. Um, and what I see for you is taking space, not in a passive-aggressive, like, I'm going to take space kind of way, but instead in a way where you're like, okay, I am not clear. I'm feeling really compulsive. I feel like if I don't fix this, I will die or I will leave, yeah. like that yeah. kind of a dramatic feeling. Never try to fix things from that kind of drama because that drama okay. begets more drama. And that's a time where you said you're, you're in Maryland, right? Yes. So when weather permits, take a walk. Um, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if weather does not permit or circumstances do not permit, get ye some earphones for your iPod or audio cassette tape and listen to some music. Chris, and yourself I, in you it. guys, I'm so sorry. I don't want to break this up, but i got to let you go because we're almost done and I want oh, to get man. to one more person. It was I well, know. It's you. hard. It's so hard. Was, I hope that was helpful. That was. Thank you. Good. Best of luck. Okay. Bye, Bye Chris. Bye-bye. Talk. Okay, talk to you later. Okay, don't forget, you guys, Jessica's going to be back next week, so don't worry. You can call next Wednesday. Lynette in Florida, you're on the Diana Kate Show with Jessica Lignato. 
Um, yes, I have a question. Hold on a second. Um, I'm a Capricorn. Well, it's a Sag Cap Cuss, mm-hmm. and I don't like. I don't fit the per se Capricorn profile. I mean, I find myself more on the controlling side of it. And of course, we are known for being quite controlling. <laughs> oh yes, tell yes. me about it. Okay, guys, I'm so sorry. I hate to warn you, but we have like 30 seconds or 40. 30 seconds. Hit me with your birth date real quick. Okay, 12 22 82. Okay, 12 22 82. Okay, I'm sorry. Hold on for just a second. I hate to take up any time. No, no, no. It's. I'm just. I didn't realize that the hour had gotten away from us like this. Okay, you have a couple planets in Capricorn. Um, so you, I would definitely say you are you you got a strong Capricorn nature. Well, yeah, you got a lot going on right now. Let me tell you something. And you have a Pisces moon for whatever this is worth. Um, <laughs> you have a lot going on right now, I must say. And this yep. is a profound time for self discovery and for really going through it. You're changing in huge ways. I wouldn't worry too much about what you've been. I would focus more, more right now on getting real with what you are and what you want to be and whatever kind of chasms there are in between. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I love you. I love you both. Gotta go. Okay. Okay.